Hello, and welcome to the Canopy Boulder podcast, where we talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and investing in the legal cannabis industry. Each week, we'll give you our perspectives on the latest news in the industry, bringing you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs, investors, and the industry pros, and also go deeper on topics like launching a business, building a team, valuation, and pitching investors. Why would we take on such of a challenge? Well, we've helped launch 80 companies into the cannabis industry here at Canopy Boulder and made over 100 individual investments into these companies. So you might say we have the inside line on things. So join us as we take you deeper into legal cannabis and uncover all the nuances of starting up and investing in the cannabis industry. Welcome back to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast. This week, uh, Matt Frost of Anna is joining us. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Thank you for having me, Patrick. So, Matt, you're the founder and CEO of Anna, um, a member of the fall 2018 cohort. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us about your background and where you're from? Sure. So I started off, or made made my mark in Boston uh, 30 years almost before I moved out here to Canopy. Uh, Before I came out, I had dropped out of my MBA education at Boston University, had just uh, about a semester left when I realized that this was the opportunity I wanted to pursue. Um, There was, you know, a lot of indicators that led it, you know, led me to this direction. And, you know, the jobs that I were working weren't fulfilling me the way that I needed to be fulfilled. So tell me a little bit about the business program at BU. Did you, you know, what, what motivated you to join that program? So it's funny, I actually went in there a lot, um, focusing on healthcare and healthcare analytics, data analytics. Um, and I like to make the, uh, the analogy a lot that I probably used about 10% of my undergrad when I hit the actual professional world. But when I left my MBA program, I hit probably, I used probably 90% of it. It's right. a, it's a stark, a stark contrast. So it must, it must have been a hard decision to leave the program and start your entrepreneurial journey, or maybe it wasn't. Uh, you know what? I thought about it for days and weeks, really, and the final phone call I made was one for support. I called my mother, and I said, I think this is the right idea. She said, Matthew, you've been a straight-A student your entire life. If this, if you think this is the right idea, then it probably is. Yeah, yeah, and we'll come back to that thought um, in a little bit later. Um, so tell us about, you know, let's jump into, tell us about Anna. What is Anna, um, what does the company do? What problem are you trying to solve? Sure. So Anna's a high compliance self-serve kiosk. Uh, it's a really a dispensary agent or a bud tender's assistant. Uh, we're, we're speeding up the, the transaction process to you know under a minute. Uh, we're also getting we're having bud tenders be more efficient. They're able to handle four or five times more customers at a time, which increases capacity for a store, which means you're getting more out of, more out of the, a smaller uh, footprint, so more revenue per square foot. And it's giving a good, consistent consumer experience for people, uh, no matter where they go. So it, right now, we're in the Canopy Boulder offices in Boulder, Colorado, and I'm looking at an Anna unit. Can you just describe what it looks like for the listeners? Sure. Uh, so it's, I'll start by saying vending machine to build a framework, but if you were to you know, not be able to see inside, that's the first step. It is custom wrapped right now. Right now, we actually have it wrapped uh, for a premiere event that we're having tomorrow. Um, besides that, there's a huge touch screen on the front. Uh, it's really just a big interactive menu that you can it, that people are drawn into, and that's the big thing about it. So, from a size standpoint, how tall, 
How deep? How wide does it? Uh, 72 inches tall, 31 inches wide, and 36 inches deep. And I'm looking at it. There's a big flat screen on it in the front. How, how big is that flat screen? For right the... now it is 27 inches, but we're moving it up to 32 uh, shortly. And uh, how does it work? You know, Walk through the user experience. How will they engage with Anna, and how will dispensaries and dispensary staff work with Anna? Sure. So we would like to first paint the picture by saying, imagine you go into your local grocery store and you see the self-checkout kiosks. And there's that one person there to help you in case you, uh, in case you, you know, mess something up or if you need assistance. Now, imagine if that person had a tablet and stood in front of those kiosks and you had to scan, you had, they had to scan your ID before you could walk up. That's the first step. The second piece would be you walk up to the machine, you add products to your cart, just like you would in any e-commerce platform. Uh, once you are done, you check out, you request checkout. Now, here's where a compliance feature comes into play, is that you, when you request checkout, a bud tender, that same bud tender who checked you in, actually gets a notification, reviews your order quickly, review, it says, yes, it's an uh, approved order, shoots it back to you. You pay. Once you've, once you've paid, the bud tender actually dispenses remotely the products. So it's really putting, putting your standard vending machine on the cloud, on the internet, in a compliant process that is approved by um, hopefully all, all 50 states one day. Yeah, and during the program, one of the first things we did was get you in touch with the Colorado regulator, and then we went to Nevada, right? Yes. So talk about that experience. Sure. So when I was trying to do this in Boston on the East Coast, I got a little bit of traction uh, late last summer into the fall, and the three dispensaries that I was working with all ended, you know, all the conversations all got to a point of, what does the state say? And it made me realize that this isn't something I can just go out and try to sell to people, you know, without a, a structured program in place. So our biggest goal coming to Canopy Boulder was to sit down with regulators because the process that we built and the patents that we've written are all based in, you know, very largely on making sure we are compliant. So we outlined all of our SOPs, you know, where there might be regulations that come into play that might be that, that might be questioned when you think about smart cannabis vending. And we had justifications and answers for all the questions. So that was the process. And it has been uh, a fun one. We'll say that. Yeah, no, I, it was a really interesting thing. Because when we started right in the program, we had a couple of our contacts say, Oh, you know, you can't do it. And they even sent us some language they pulled from the state regs. And we said, okay, well, that, that's fine. Let's just double check, right? And we got to one of the regulators and they were like, oh yeah, thank you. Glad you called. Actually, this is totally legal. Here's the subsection and number this, that, that, that shows you can do it, right? Yes, we actually, in, in Colorado, we had a regulation that we could hitch our wagon to, so to speak, and work off of that. In Nevada, it was pretty funny because we actually hitched our wagon to a one sentence statute that said, no vending machines. And being opportunistic uh, over at Anna, we decided that was the perfect platform to go in and say why we're not a vending machine and how we're actually more compliant. And we really had an idea of what the spirit of the statute was. And that was what we sort of sat down with the uh, Department of Taxation, the Metro Police Department, and got their buy-in. Yeah, it's just people are understanding this isn't a vending machine that's going to be sitting outside on a main street, right? Like a like a red box or something like that. This is something that's going to be in the dispensary and it's going to be managed by uh, licensed staff members in the dispensary. 
That's correct. Yes, maybe maybe in five years we'll see him uh, see him in the mall, but not yet. Well, and that's that's part of the big vision, which we'll get to a little bit later, which I actually want to talk about. But right now, right right now, as we sit here in Boulder, Colorado, um, in late January of 2019, you're not the first smart high compliance vending machine in the industry, um, but we've seen a lot of them these companies start and then fail. Um, why do they fail? Why have they failed? And what makes you, the Anna machine uh, unique and different? So what we've gathered, and we did a lot of homework on this, especially our first few months here in the program, uh, we you know we found out why they were failing, which a lot of it was serviceability, um, you know, poor hardware designs. We also found out there was, you know, there was a lot, a lot of double entry of data. No one was fully integrating with point of sale platforms it actually became more of a hassle to use the machine than, uh, than, than to just have a bud tender perform, uh, fulfill the orders. So we looked at that and said, let's learn from these mistakes. Let's work with regulators so that they know you know what the deal is. And you know really we created, we created a better product for having these conversations and it really tailored um, what we're here with today. Awesome, awesome. So you know, you know, let's talk a little bit about how you're going to market. So who's the profile of the customer that you're trying to reach with Anna? Sure. So from the B2B side, which is what we're focusing on for now, um, it is the high volume dispensaries with big influxes of, uh, of, of, of folks. So we'd say, you know, when there's usually high demand during lunchtime, after work, on the weekends, where you generally see you have to wait in line. Um, the ability for Anna to increase capacity, bring more people through faster. Um, it also, in, in addition to the capacity uh, increase, you're also getting an increased sales rev- revenue because we're driving more customers with the Anna app to get folks into the door. Uh, so that's the target for the first year. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people that come into dispensaries and they don't know what they want. Right. And those are great for, you know, um, putting in front of bud tenders and helping the bud tender, you know, have the bud tender help the consumer. Um, but you also have a lot of people that know what they want and they just want to get in and get out. Right. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, if you have to wait in line and you know, you need to go talk to a bud tender. I mean, some people don't want to do that. I think Anna is like a great solution for the quick in and out person. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about, um, you know, how you're going to market. You know, you, you said you talked about this event, um, tomorrow night. Um, you know, how are you, who should get in touch with you? If, you know, what's the profile of people that should get in touch with you? Um, how are you going to mark? Sure. So as you could probably assume, you know, dispensaries directly, we're working with them, uh, to, you know, to, to partner and to install Anna, uh, this month and next month. Uh, we're also looking and working a lot with brands. So what we found is that, uh, Anna is similar to uh, a market, an end cap inside of a, a drugstore or a grocery store. I often use the, you know, the, the reference, if you walk into CVS and you see Gillette Fusion razor blades on the end of an aisle in a display, that's an end cap. And we see brands being able to co-brand on here, uh, you know, decorate the outside with final wraps, magnetic, ma- magnetic wraps, really use it as a tool to promote their own product. 
So we're, we're very willing to do that with brands. So there's an opportunity for a brand to say, hey, look, this we want we have a lot of products. We'd like this to be our merchandising vehicle in a dispenser. We're going to wrap it with our logo and our colors, and it's going to be something that stands out in the dispensary, right, for consumers to see and be intrigued by and maybe engage with. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. And we know that in the cannabis industry, when there's limits on advertising and marketing outside the dispensary, in-store marketing and advertising works, right? Um, uh, there's been, you know, and any everything in the dispensary. I mean, the, the goal is to get a consumer in the dispensary, and then you have the opportunity to convert them into a customer. In fact, you know, we've heard from some of our other companies that have done the research that upwards of 90 plus percent of recommendations made by a bud tender in the dispensary are taken by a consumer. So it, numbers like that just prove that in-store marketing and advertising is the way to go. And what's great with Anna is then you wrap data around it, right? So can you talk a little bit about the data that you plan to collect and how that might be valuable? Sure. So data is the long-term vision here, um, especially coming from the healthcare analytics world where where I was before uh, jumping into Canopy. So we see there being huge opportunities for building customer profiles and building out, really it's a, you know, we like to say it's a combination of Amazon and Netflix and Birchbox. So it's the recommendation engine where based on your past preferences or based on someone in your target demographic, you know, uh, their past prefer- or their preferences, past purchases, we can make recommendations to people on existing products they've already tried, new products. Uh, really, it's about, you know, making the consumer experience a much more... Uh, close, closely aligned with what actually is going on in retail outside of cannabis. I think there's a gap that we're trying to address. And just so the listeners are clear, the Anna unit is ready to go. Yes. It's been in our office for uh, a couple months now, and you know a lot of people interacting with it works very smoothly. The UI is really nice. Um, all the compliance and SOPs are established, so it's relatively turnkey now for dispensaries and brands, right? Correct. All right. So, um, you know. Before we shift gears into about your journey into the Canopy Boulder program and what has been like being in it, you know, I want to I want to ask, where do you see vending and uh, in store kiosks going in the cannabis industry? Will we will we always need to have staff at the dispensary manning this unit, even though it's way more efficient and increases dollars per square foot? Do, is that going to be the case forever? Uh, I don't think so. I think as regulations lighten, um, we'll be there on the front lines to remove process uh, and make the process a lot more streamlined or put these units in places that aren't dispensaries, maybe into convenience stores, places like that. Um, I really see sort of the vending kiosk world following a, you know, or being part of a, a much bigger trend that we saw 20 years ago. I look at big box retailers, your Bradleys, your Sears, your Kmarts, they all grew on the ground with fixed cost, lots of you know actual square footage in, in towns. And you saw with the advent of online retail that all of this investment into fixed cost, um, we saw what happened to those companies. They all you know went bankrupt in one way or another, and online retail became you know became the norm. Right? So that's sort of how we see a lot of dispensaries now are using, you know, 100,000 square feet or they're building multiple locations, investing so heavily in that fixed cost where when profit margins go down, when the market sort of normalizes, the same thing will happen to them as Kmart and such. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to get into team, but first I want to say something about you. Um, you've 
consistently consistently been the first person into the office and the last one to leave. I feel like you're a fixture in the chair outside my office. Um, but and you've done a lot, but you're, this isn't a one man band. Can you talk a little bit about your team? Yeah, I'd, I'd be nowhere without them. Honestly, that's uh, you're only as good as the people around you. So I've got Dan Dan Vaughn, our general manager, has got a you know a huge background, almost twenty years in digital media. Uh, he's scaled a, you know a few different companies already. He's sort of the uh, the number two over here, which is awesome. Um, we have Maris, who's our CFO, and he's r- running all the financials, so it gives me less of a headache. Uh, Christian is running our sales, and uh, Sam is our data scientist. So we're the Fab Five. All right, so let's talk about your journey. How'd you find out about Canopy Boulder? It, it's it's funny actually. My so right after I dropped out of school and quit my job, I went to. Uh, cannabis Expo in Boston about you know, a week after I had, I had quit, and I went to meet a patent attorney who he was doing a presentation. I flagged him down after. Long story short, he repped me, but he had mentioned uh, Canopy San Diego uh, back when this is October or November of 2017, and me almost having a full MBA and having a prototype almost working in my in my 700 square foot Boston apartment. I was like, I don't need an accelerator. I already got an MBA program almost. I'm fine. And here I am you know, a year later, and I'm making the absolute most of an opportunity. I was a fool to think I was too far advanced for. It's not uncommon. You know, it's a big commitment, and it's not uh, unusual for founders to think they don't need it. But hopefully that commitment yields great things. And I think hopefully you're happy with how it's gone so far in the program. Um so how did you make the decision, right? You know, I'm, I'm sure there's like a point, but, you know, can you take us to that decision point? What was going through your head? I think it, it became the, a point of just, it was worth it to access the network, um, to be a one-man band, to try and grow this thing off the ground. Um, it really, you know, it, it's sort of a fool's errand, you know, and you really realize that once you have support around you, once you build your team out that, you know, if you're an entrepreneur out there and you think you have the, the next big thing, you know, sitting in, sitting in the palm of your hand, um, get, get people, get everyone around you to help get as many people you can. Um, because even when you do that, about one in 10 are actually going to be worthwhile to keep around. So get a team. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's been really cool to see how much you've accomplished in the program. I mean, you, you know, and this is hundred percent honest here. You're one of the highest performing entrepreneurs that we've had in the program. And, uh, what you've accomplished is really impressive. And I think we're really excited about working with you in the future. Um, so we're compelled, right? But let's communicate that to everyone else. So what do you think is really compelling about the business, you know, and thinking of investors and, uh, customers and, you know, people that might want to join the team. Why do you think what you're doing in Anna is really compelling? Uh, two things. So from the, uh, dispensary side or the cannabis side, I think we've seen that there's an appetite for automation and to increase, you know, increase efficiency. And we've seen that it just hasn't, it hasn't worked right yet. It's failed. And I think this is the big opportunity to do it right and to sort of learn from those past mistakes. Um, and from just in general, being in the cannabis industry, I mean, this is the right time to be involved. And I think it's, we're sort of planting our flag in the right places to be able to grow with the industry as it does so rapidly right now. So, um, you know, what's next for, uh, Anna, what's the big vision, the big vision. Uh, so planting a flag, Colorado, Nevada, Massachusetts, California, we want to cover that this year. 
uh, the much broader vision as we grow and expand there. You know, we want to further build out the Anna app, but it's really going into the market research and analytics side of things. We think there's you know a huge potential there, and that's really the target. Awesome, awesome. So, um, last but most important question for the listeners, who a lot of them are aspiring or uh, entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry, what advice do you have for them um, from from your heart, from your head, from your your view of the industry here in Colorado? What's what do you recommend? There are a million reasons that your business could fail. And I've always made it a tenant of my whole life to make sure that getting outworked will never be one of them. So if you want to do it, you got to give up your life. You get it. You're going to really be in there 12, 14 hours. You know, I don't quantify it because the number I share would probably scare people, but it is a full commitment and you have to want it. And it's, you know, if I, someone gave a really good quote to me uh, sort of recently, which was once you get to the island, burn all of the boats. And I really took it to heart. Nice, nice. I mean, it is it is kind of interesting to to see the media around entrepreneurship and the sort of the glory stories of, you know, Elon Musk or whatnot. But I mean, we forget that these people commit their entire lives to these businesses. Um, one of our first uh, cohorts that we had, we had an entrepreneur who said, yeah, I quit my nine to five job to come be an entrepreneur in the cannabis industry. And I'm now working like six to 12. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it, it, it's, it's, it's not as glamorous. Uh, uh, generally things aren't as glamorous as they're portrayed in the media. Right. Um, but if you put in the effort, you have the right mindset and you're just dogging, you're not going to quit. You have a better chance of being successful. It's not guaranteed, but you're getting there. So, um, Matt, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, you could go to our website. That's tryanna.com. Uh, you could check out the demo there. Uh, you can send us an email. We have a contact form. Uh, we do have our Twitter and Facebook pages up as well. I don't know the URLs off the top of my head, but they are linked to from tryanna.com, and you could find us right there. Matt, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, it's great to have you. We're really excited uh, for what's next with Anna. Thank you, Patrick. So uh, to the listeners, uh, thanks for listening in this week. If you have uh, liked what you've heard, uh, please share this podcast with others, or you can go in and do a rating uh, or write a review about this podcast so we can reach more people. So uh, for our, uh, my friend here, Matt Frost, and myself, I want to thank you for listening and uh, Look forward to uh, speaking to you again in the future uh, from the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast. Thank you. Now for the disclaimers. Uh, Please do not take any information from the Canopy Boulder Podcast or its guests as investment advice. Be sure to contact your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. So thank you for listening and please join us for another Canopy Boulder podcast episode coming to you soon.